Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1942, in the cold desert of a small border town of Texas, a group of kind are kidnapped and mass embraced by members of the fanatical sect, the Sabbat. Out of this group, only a handful survived, and through rituals and mentorship, they became the pack known as the Pale Riders. Representing the Sword of Cain, they are wielded by a mentor to cut deep wounds within the heartland of Mexico to the enemies of the Sabbat. Wars on Fire is a vampire the masquerade Sabbat chronicle that follows the Pale Riders pack that consists of Mitch, a Lazombra played by Adam, Coyote, a Ravenous anti-tribute played by Alex, Eldrick, a Caitiff played by David, Jasper, a Bruja anti-tribute played by Joaquin, Cora, a Shimizi played by Slavic, and Richard, a Venture anti-tribute played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. I'll probably be working on the girl, so... On the right? You know, probably, yeah, just asking Coyote for tools and stuff like that. And, you know, showing him what I'm doing, you know, being all enthusiastic about the flesh crafting and the bone crafting. Uh, what's your humanity right now, Cora? Five. I would say this is intentional property damage. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's see what we have to run a roll for this again. Conscience. Difficulty uh, eight. Yep, difficulty eight. Yep. Go ahead, let's roll it. Don't botch. I failed it. I failed it. And yours is three, right, Coyote? Three. So as you're sitting there watching, and you see, like, Cora in her basement, she has this weird, like, it's almost like you find it, though, with your, what, what's the word you called her again? What was grandma in Spanish? Abuela. When you're in her room, and, you know, you feel this sense of, like, like, like of calmness and warmth, but you almost, like, feel a sense of pride when you see Abuela, like, sitting there, Abuela working on her thing. You see, she has such a passion and she's looking at you and she's showing you and then you can see while she's doing it, she's becoming closer to you. Like in how you are, you know, like which even makes okay. the connection stronger. So uh, go ahead and uh, scenes on you guys. Coyote, the big knife. Oh, reluctantly pass you the big knife after admiring it. <laughs> you see here, you have to remove just the right amount of skin. Look how she wants to scream, but she can't. Pitch black. Yeah. You guys are spending oh hours in there. Scenes on you, uh, Mitch and Mr. Hyde, as you guys are standing outside the Kentucky Club. I'll Mitch place my, to, uh, my hat on and look at Eldridge. Mitch. <laughs> We're looking at each other like, go Let's ahead. Let's go find this young man we need to be cracking down. <laughs> are you referring to Ramon? We, we've already met him once. But do we know where he is right now? Do you want to take care of this at this moment? Well, might as well get a head start on it. I mean, unless we got the dawn coming sometime soon, I don't see any reason to waste time fiddling about. Very well, then. Sure we don't need Coraline making a mess or any much larger of a mess in this than we need to. I doubt she's up to anything good anyway. You guys aren't going back. You're going to go look and see where this guy's at before you go get rest of the gang? Yeah, we'll just go to the... What's your guys' like strategy? Are you guys gonna like go inside and look, or are you guys gonna go outside and just kind of keep an eye, or just kind of? Because I you I can tell you right now before like out of character, like it wouldn't be hard to put two and two together that he at that 
at the bar because you know when you went and talked to that lady working the bar, yeah, she went and grabbed him. There. You know, ten minutes later, yeah, he works there. So yeah, I mean, you guys can pretty much attest that that's where he's going to be if you need yeah. to get rest of the gang or or whatever. You know, are you guys going to walk there? Are you guys going to drive since the car's gone? I'm sure they have like transit, you know, little carriages or whatever. Oh yeah. They actually have, and this is something, and I'm glad you mentioned that. This is something that I didn't describe in the first episode. There's actually like a railway, like a little trolley system that goes down the, the middle of some of a lot of the main roads that you guys are able to get on. At this point, it's about 2 a.m., and since you guys got to go further south, you guys get on this trolley system. By the way, you guys have like four hours left of nighttime. About how long would it take us to uh, go back and get Coraline and... It's going to take two hours to get there, two hours to get yeah, back. So you would have to come back, yeah. So that's another thing, too. I mean, like, even if you see them there, it doesn't guarantee he's going to be there when you come back with the gang. But you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of your call, you know? We could get uh, accommodations here for the night. I would rather not trust the accommodations out this court in these parts. All these years of you sleeping in ditches and you're afraid of staying here of all places... I'm not one keen to sleep in enemy territory if I don't have to. As the trolley rolls along, you guys are standing there. You know, you hear kind of some drunk people in the background. You see some old ladies who are trying to, like, already leaving for the early pre-dawn jobs that start before the sun even comes up. Finally, the the trolley stops at one of the stops, and you see the the familiar entrance of the Black Rooster uh, as you guys get off the trolley. I'm going to go in. As you step in, you kind of notice right away the contrast again uh, compared to uh, the Kentucky Club. You know, like sawdust on the floor, cheap like two-by-four wood on there. That same lady's working the bar, but you see the guy sitting by the door has this huge bandage wrapped around his hand. You smell musk, mildew, and mold. And you smell cheap beer and muskiness, and you kind of hear like squeakiness of, of, of upstairs of springs and, and grunting sounds of uh, people partaking and, and different physical releases. As you walk in, you see the figure looks at you too, the guy, the kind of the heavier set man with the, the, the double jowls and the horribly shaven face. He's like sits back like he, like in shock seeing you guys and his eyes open up and he, as he looks at you too as you walk in. How are those hands doing of yours, gentlemen? No, young sir. <laughs> it is okay. What do you want? What do you need in here? Uh, I'd like to talk to Ramon for a moment, please. You kind of see him look at the bartender. And you see the bartender, she kind of like looks at him and she looks at you two. And she steps back behind like these two wooden old saloon type doors that are behind the bar. And you see him swinging lazily back and forth. And then you see them come push back out again. You see Ramon come walking up. Again, he's uh, slender. This time he's not wearing like the yellow suit he wore. He's wearing like a peach colored suit. With like a, a a darker a darker peach color with a lighter peach color shirt underneath and like a kind of like flamingo pink tie and he has his hair combed back and he has like a thin mustache that's like trimmed up and he walks up to you and he looks at you two gentlemen and he's like he's like yes what what do you need arrangements have been made tomorrow we'll be taking care of our arrangement so I would like to see you here first thing tomorrow evening to discuss a few things before we complete our arrangement. And since we're such good friends, I would appreciate if you would uh, provide me with some livest entertainment to go for this evening. Yeah, we could do that. And you see him snap his fingers and he motions to the guy sitting by the door and he motions towards him. 
Something terms, clean and less used would be appreciated. He nods his head. He's like, yeah, we could do that for, for, for friends, definitely. He's like, matter of fact, he motions that guy who you called over to get, you know, motions him back towards the door. He's like, if you follow me back here, I can go ahead and kind of kind of show you something that we keep for special occasions. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. I'll follow him. He looks towards you, uh, Mitch. Like, are you going to follow or are you just going to sit there? Or? Oh, I'll go with. I'll go with. As you guys follow him back, you, the double push doors, you walk back and you see like this kegs of beer and like boxes of bottled liquor that look like they've had fake labels around them to make it look like it's better liquor than it actually is. And you see as, as he kind of turns left, you see this room and there's just like these dirty mattresses on the room. And you see that there's these like hovered people sitting there tied up like they're, they're bound by their arm, by their wrists. And their feet, and they're, they're kind of like, and then you see some guy sitting there, older Hispanic guy. He has like a shotgun sitting in his lap. But the people who are bound, there's five of them. They're American females that are, are American, kind of like, you know, like look like they're probably out for a night on town. And he looks at you two and he's like, is this, is this to your taste? I'll look one of the least damaged ones. She's sitting there. She has like a ball of rags in her mouth. You know what I mean? To stop her from screaming. And she has her, it looks like her mind's already snapped. You know what I mean? She looks, her eyes look all wide open and everything as she's looking at you guys, and she's kind of like she's giving up hope to even try fighting anymore. I kind of poke at her thigh with my cane a little bit. She's just like she looks at you and she kind of just rolls over. You know what I mean? Like 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 a, almost like a rabbit. You know when rabbits yeah. like panic and everything like that. But she's like definitely her eyes are rolling back, and you see the he's looking at you guys. You got you both of your humanity. What are your guys' humanity right now? Five. Mitch is at six. Mitch, you especially more so, but you, not like you don't, I don't want to say like you feel disturbed that it's morally wrong, but you definitely like, this isn't comfortable, I guess. You know what I mean? Seeing what you see right now in front of you, you know? And you kind of see the figure, he's like, Ramon motions to the guy who's sitting on guard and he points to the one that Eldrick was poking with the cane and he goes and he grabs her up and he kind of like pulls her by her hair and yanks her up and he, and he just is like, and he kind of like, would you like privacy or do you want her here or what? She's coming with me. Oh, you want to take her somewhere? You want, Oh, why not? Here you go. And he kind of, she's standing there and she's barely standing. She's all like, looks like she's probably been in this room for like at least a week, you know, kind of soiled a little bit and everything like that. All right. Let's get accommodations to head back to our uh, nest then, shall we? Cora's going to so, like this. No, she isn't. This is mine. Coraline can go get her own dinner. I'm sure right. she'll enjoy the spare parts when you're done. I plan to get back with no car. Are you just going to kind of like pretty much take someone's car and, and take it home? Um, God, driving in one of these vehicles. That's how to drive too, right? Yeah, he does because he drove to Warriors. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, one dot. That's enough. He does, but he still prefers horses. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll just hire somebody. We'll flag down a vehicle okay. and- I'll offer to All right. him. You see a guy, he, he comes ten, up. He looks I'll pay like him 10 bucks to take us back. Yeah, he says in Spanish, yes, sir, definitely. And he, he hits the road. You guys are in the car. He doesn't even say anything, this guy, because he knows from the seedier side of town that he picked you guys up from, to, and plus the money that he saw flash. And frankly, he's used to wealthy Americans who kind of have odd tastes doing stuff like that in Juarez. So you guys drive for about two hours. As you two are getting done doing what you're doing, you hear gravel, uh, Cora and Alex. You hear gravel, or Cora and Coyote, gravel like in front, which you kind of guys have learned to recognize as one the vehicles have came back. Uh, what do you guys do when you hear the gravel, I guess? You guys tell me. Finally, um, our brothers have arrived. 
right, I'll uh, start cleaning up. <laughs> I don't know. Let us take her to the ritual room. Okay, I'll uh, I'll pick her up and sling what remains of her over my shoulder. Her skinless corpse. Oh, yeah, she's still alive. Yeah, I'll describe what she looks like. What's the ritual room look like, packed priest? Uh, I think it's pretty bare, actually. Just, you know, maybe some cushions to sh- sit on, but mostly empty. You guys move the, bo- you move the body in there. You two are getting out of the cab. The driver uh, takes the money as you guys drive, you know, pull the female out. He doesn't, like I said, doesn't even act like he sees it. He's slowly just driving off. You see Coyote walk outside, Mitch and Mr. Hyde, and you notice, like, you definitely, like, he walks up to you guys as he lights his cigarette, and you guys are taken aback for a second. Lawn, lady in a summer dress who just looks like hasn't showered in a week. Her eyes look bare. She's tied up. But you guys are sitting there holding her, and you see Coyote walk up, and you're just like, you both are taken aback by just, you feel this predatory uh, instinct to, like, to flinch from him a little bit. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll give them a silent nod. I'm just standing there, like smoking a cigar, covered in blood. Like I'm sure my boots are painted red right now from caving that dude's skull in. Yeah. Oh yeah. He looks like a hot mess, and he seems very predatory. <laughs> I'll just look over and be like, uh, "Buenas noches." Looks like we've been busy this evening. Who's that with you? Nothing you need to be concerned of. And by dear God's sake, please clean yourself up. I'll just I'll, I'll flick my cigar ash in his direction and turn around and continue smoking. You hear the conversation going on outside, uh, Cora, uh, as they're talking out there. Because usually the voices are so quiet around where you're at. Such eeriness that the, you can kind of hear, you know, sounds echo a little bit around the area. You can hear conversation going on. Can't quite hear what's being made out. I'm going to look at the bound and gagged woman at my side and be like, it is so hard to find good help these days. <laughs> She's kind of like wide-eyed looking at you like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like scared shitless. You hear a little whimpering and everything like that. What are you guys' blood pool at, all three of yours? Um, oh, Mitch is damn near full. Okay. Let me check here. Twelve. Nine. All right. Mine was Nine, okay. between you guys eight and ten. Yeah, Mitch is at 15. Oh, yeah, you guys are more than good. All right, cool. So you three are standing out there. Cora, you're in the ritual room. I had scenes on you guys. I'm going to take my snack upstairs and clean her off. <laughs> As Eldritch brings his snack into the uh, house, Mitch will look her in the eyes and take a deep breath. Say, darling, this looks like a good time for uh, you to faint. With a little <laughs> bit of emphasis on faint. You're dominating her? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. All right, what do you need to know from me, sir? I think you need to know her willpower, I just need right? I to know her willpower. Uh, yeah, that's like four, if even. I'd say three, maybe. We'll say three. Well, in that case, one, two, three, four successes for her to faint. That she's faint. She passes out as you're carrying her upstairs, Elder. I'm going to look at her, and I'm so pissed off. It's like I can barely carry myself. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> 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 oh man, it's so evil but oddly funny, dude. <laughs> like, I can't believe you just did that. She was using her own two feet just a minute ago. <laughs> he can help you. You know what I mean? Need the hand that Eldritch. Oh please, that's a yes. Mitch will. <laughs> Mitch with his three potents and his strength of three will just 
hoist her up the stairs easily. And as, uh, as he goes up the stairs, Mitch will look back. Fear makes him taste terrible. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I have something uh, special to in, enhance the flavor. I don't doubt that. And Chris, <laughs> Mitch actually wanted her to faint as sort of a kindness. Like, oh, okay, I, I just that. be unconscious. You don't need to be awake for yeah, this yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the meantime, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna stamp my cigar and just wander into the house, like plate myself in, and start going through the linen cupboard looking for a change of clothes and a bathroom to shower. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You find you find all that, you know, as you sit there and you start showering. You got a change of your clothes there and getting the blood and the grime off you. But you find that like these movements that you're doing don't yeah. seem to hold the importance that they used to hold. You know what I mean? Like, no. like, like grasping on your like past mortal life. They just don't seem important anymore. They don't seem to have. Yeah, it's like, it's like it doesn't remind you of shit. There's no there's no significance to it anymore. There's no symbolism to it anymore. It's sure. all for naught. You know, that's what you start thinking in your head as you're sitting there uh, washing yourself off. Definitely. So, Cora, while they're doing that, what are you doing? Uh, I'll probably go to. Uh, I'll probably go to Mitch. And tell him to right. assemble everyone for for a ritual. We're doing that tonight. Of course, dear. At the start of the hunt, I assume we will right, be. Well, let me get tomorrow. out of this. Uh, let me get out of this monkey suit and to something a little more. No, no. Useful. I like it. You know, I, she'll I, she'll touch this. I've never seen you so cleaned up before. Dapper. <laughs> There's good cause for that. Just make sure everyone's ready. And where is Jasper? I think Eldritch uh, sent him on some sort of errand. Oh my, such a shame. Oh well. Mitch will, Mitch will make his way through and tell everyone to get together that we've got a a thing to do. I'm going to look at him like, <laughs> what, what do we need to do? We've been working all evening long. Cora's got the, uh, a little prayer session she'd like to have everyone get in on. Unfortunately, I'll be, Should be otherwise occupied. Occupied? Occupied. <laughs> Make it quick, because uh, I think this is one of those things she don't quite think is optional. Frankly, I don't care what the woman thinks. I'll, um, I'll stroll back outside wearing a suit that is way too small for me that I've <laughs> stolen from inside. With my hair slicked back, looking a bit clean, but I've still got my blood-soaked boots on. <laughs> blood and sand. Mitchell make his way back down to uh, Cora. I ain't think we're gonna have so much trouble. Eldritch don't want to come out and play. Do you want me to go get him? If he does not want to come, I see no reason to pressure him. But he will lose something from if he doesn't come. I expected nothing less, but I get the feeling this is kind of one of those things you want everyone present for. No exceptions. Oh, I, well, I do. I do. All right, then. <laughs> Mitchell will make his way back up to Eldritch. I'll have my my dining snack tied up to a chair at this point. Eldritch, take your quick nip. We're going to need you outside for this one. This is utterly ridiculous. You give one woman a little bit of self-importance, and it goes to their head. 
Look at this ridiculousness. This would have been will... unheard of before the 1920s. Well, if if you want to take that up with our bishop, you you go right ahead. I'll Please. meet you outside. No, no, I was deliberately invoking the person above yeah, the yeah. pack. <laughs> so uh, you guys are all heading outside. Yeah, sure. Yeah. With with no expedience. I'll help carry what it needs to be carried. You are guys are outside. Do you want to set the scene, Slavic? That could describe uh, oh, what yeah. the person. Go ahead. Cora uh, will probably be standing on a table or a rock or something, just so you know she can preach. And uh, I can hold you up if you want. <laughs> I, that's not really the effect she's probably going for. <laughs> but yeah, and next to her is the tied up. I know. At this point, she, I think me we could call her Schlechter. <laughs> what does that mean? That's the. Those are the Zemitsi ghoul monster servants that oh, okay. they use. And. You know, she's just standing there in a white robe, stained with blood, and she's just complete, uh, not not moving at all, waiting until everyone's there. Eldritch is just kind of standing there with his hat on, leaning on his cane, looking at the stars, going, "What?" In his head is like, "Woman suffrage is exactly that, suffrage." <laughs> All right, you guys are all standing outside. You see Cora on there. The night sky is clear. You know, the stars are out there. You guys are standing. Go ahead. Okay, everyone's here? Yep. (laughs) See. Brothers, we are the holy warriors of this Sabbat. We will serve the cause of the Dark Father. In these nights, we are the scourge of the unworthy. These nights, we become as the cursed Anoya herself and hunt everything that stands in our way, for we are the children of Cain, our dark father. Step forward. Mitchell, step forward. Okay, so uh, Cora will dip her fingers in blood and, you know, paint the Hebrew word for hunter on his forehead. Step forward, Eldritch. I guess I'll step forward. She'll do the same to him. Step forward, Coyote. I will... I will lurch forward and lean, like, crouch all the way down so you can actually reach my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So paint the mark. And Tonight, brothers, you will hunt. And as you see, uh, so the ghoul or the monster she's been turned into, she has several rows of tiny, sharp teeth. Let's say a third as much as a normal human would, but they're really sharp and they're they're biting into her gums since they're not made to you know fit into each other. So she's bleeding always from her mouth. Her skin was turned completely black, so it's really hard to see her in the night. And you can see pieces of bone uh, protruding uh, from her, protecting her vital organs. And I tell her, today I set you a task. You will hunt her through the night, not as a pack, but as individuals, as individual hunters. She will have a couple couple of minutes head start. The most important thing is that this is no pointless exercise. This will purge you of all that individualistic selfishness that we won't need on this mission. Whoever deals the killing blow 
has earned the right to the Tlasik's blood. I want to get up close and give the woman a good sniff. Just like a... As you go up and sniff, she's currently tied down. And she, you just hear like a moist, like a moist sucking, su- suction slobbering as it mews at you. It can't quite communicate as you're like... You go up and sniff at it. You just see like this pitch black. You see the eyes are 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 are, are wild, and you see this blood like bubbles a little bit as it tries to make a sound, a coherent sound as you're as you're trying to smell it. You can smell almost too like when you smell it, and almost like an odd sense of burn, decay, uh, mm. coming from it. But you can still hear the heartbeat, that primal at a higher heart rate, uh, coming from it as it's staring at you. If you do not catch her at all, none of you, then it is obvious that she has earned the embrace. She won't give far. Untie her and I tell her into her ear, run, run as fast as you can. And, and you see the thing takes off, but like as it takes off, it tries to stop, it runs and it stumbles for a second and it like places its hand on the ground and it's off onto the side into the desert. Because from where your guys is in Cedar Creek are staying at, it's about like a half a mile mile to the first remnants of the town. I will take I out my napkin and wipe the shit off of my forehead and look at the other two and go, have fun, gentlemen, and walk inside. All right. What do your characters do when you see him do that as she's running off? I will spit at him and say, puta. Right, let's do this, too, because, I mean, honestly, it would upset Cora. It would upset Mitch. It would upset you guys. So let me get a self-control roll from you guys. What's the face of the moon? Oh, boy. Uh, I would say it is uh, a half moon. Difficulty six. What's our difficulty? Six, all right. Eight, six for me. Okay, one success. One. So, four successes for Mitch. <laughs> so you guys see him walk off. You guys got to quell the beast for a little bit when you when you see that there. But the girl's running off into the night, as you guys can see the figure going off. Okay. So, you know, after Two a certain out. amount of time, I'll go. Hunt. All right, I'm going to push Mitch over and bolt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is let me go ahead and yeah, I'm going to do something here. So you uh, are both are running. Alex, go ahead and give me, first of all, and we're not going to do it like combat. We're just going to kind of go one after another. Are you guys spending any blood, doing anything to like pump your stats up or anything like that? No. All right. What about you, uh, Mitch? Well, how are we going to take care of Coyote pushing Mitch? Uh, we, okay, we could do that. Like, uh, like I, I took it as this. He was like, you know what I mean? Like, is he like trying a... to push Mitch to the ground, <laughs> or is he just trying to push Mitch out of the way? I think just we'll, we'll go out of the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mitch will drop three blood into dexterity. Well, two into dexterity, one into stamina. And he'll take off after the chick. Well, it's been two minutes. You can't quite see her, but you're taking off in the direction that she ran. Yeah, definitely. Mitch has survival, so he's going to be keeping an eye out for, like, footprints, dust clouds, any signs of her passing. So as you're running along, you you kind of see, you're running, and you see a figure maybe, like, 100 yards to your right, like, looks like they're crouched behind this, like, desert, you know what I mean, desert rock that's protruding from the ground. I wouldn't say, like, it's a boulder, but it's definitely, like, you know what I mean? Like, four feet mm-hmm. kind of sticking out of the ground. Like a figure that's just there st- still, but you can you can make out the silhouette with the moonlight, the half moon, and the starlight there as you're running. 
Where does her trail lead? Her trail lead. Give me a. Uh, give me um. Uh, let's do a uh, perception and investigation, or perception and survival. Let me see here. Uh, let's well, do perception and on survival right now. Yeah, we'll do perception. He's, hunt- survival, he's, so. he's treating it like he's hunting a coyote yeah. or something. Perception survival difficulty eight. We want well, yep. And I'm gonna have her do. Oh, all right. Yeah. So you can't quite make out. You know what I mean? What's what's going on? But you see a figure there hiding by that outcropping there. Okay, he'll start heading in that direction a little bit. Keep still keeping an eye on the ground, okay. looking for tracks. As you as you uh, you're looking around on the tracks, you you, you know we kind of did the roll already. Uh, you could roll with a plus one difficulty if you want to make it difficulty nine. Yeah, might as well. Nope, that would be All a right, botch. This is in a one. You actually see the footsteps heading that way. Okay, he will head he directly that way. You you feel this instinctual. You know what I mean, like. Like, like you are on the hunt. Like, it almost brings back the younger version of you running around in this country or running, or running around in, in terrain like this, you know, even though you're in Texas now. But you know what I mean? Like, running around in World War One in the trenches, uh, you start feel, you're feeling young again. You're feeling like the sort of cane that you are. And as you come upon it, what do you choose to do within, your, within five feet of it? When I'm within five feet of it? Yeah. Um, I'll just charge it. As you run and charge, it's grabbing it. Is. You fall through the silhouette and you hit the rock like that is right behind there. And almost like, like feel some damage. Yeah, yeah. Like almost like run into it. And and the dust kicks up and you feel the dust in your eyes and your hair and you can smell like the the ragweed and and like the tumbleweed. And and you can feel the rock on your back and on your skin. You look and you don't see anything around you at that moment. And then it clicks in your head. With two and two, what uh, you've seen Coyote do this before, you know, like you're kind of aware, aware that he has like kind of abilities like to do this before, you know what I mean? To do stuff like this, like mess with your head and make you see things that don't exist. All right, Coyote. Um, I'm watching, I watch Mitch take off in the entirely wrong direction and um, I'll sniff where she ran off from to pick up a scent, I guess. Do you have auspects? No. All right, so here's the thing. You can only pump blood into physical attributes. Sure. You can't pump them into mental one. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could give you, like, a difficulty to roll to try to smell her, but it'd probably be 10 since, like, you're out in the middle of the desert. You know what I mean? There's all these different sure. smells. Okay. Um, yeah. Can I oh, – just trying to think how to approach this. Um, can I shut my eyes and just focus on listening and do some kind uh, of roll for that to see if I can hear anything? I guess she has like a two minute head start from you though, so she'd be quite far away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Actually, did like, I say which direction she took off in? Yeah, you saw the direction she took off. Is what happened was Mitch went the same direction and then okay. like veered off to the right. You know what I mean? When he thought he saw her hiding. Uh, I'll stroll along to where he veered off to the right, and then uh-huh. I'll do we look around for some tracks. Give me a perception and stealth difficulty um, six, uh, difficulty eight. Excuse me. Okay, I'm going to use a point of willpower. All right, so you got one success. So you need one other, and you can be her because she only has one success. So you can't quite make out, but you, you I mean, you can kind of like blindly go forward if you want to. I will blindly go forward. As you blindly go forward, let me, um, I'll have her roll again here. Oh, wow, dude. She's really like fighting to survive. As you're going forward, you can kind of make it out that the desert is falling back. And you're actually getting to 
to where there's like almost like an, an old, like a cattle farm in a way, you know what I mean? Not like it's modernized where it's all metal, but it's actually like a ranch, an old ranch that's been abandoned, but you can see where like cattle were led and built by, like with wood and it has like, you can smell like, like I said, the dust that is coming up there and, but it's eerily quiet. Now you're at an area now to where like, if a noise is made, you will hear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that maybe this is the time where I want to kind of block yeah. everything outside right. and just listen intently. Give me a perception alertness difficulty uh, uh, eight. <laughs> Did you budge? No. All right. Let's go ahead and do this. Oh, as you're going along, you, you're walking along. You don't hear anything. And all of a sudden, you hear like a crack and you hear a thump as like a figure falls towards like the, the a barn area. You know, like you're out walking around right now where like the cattle were in the yard. You know, like like where the cattle mazes and you look to your left and you see his and the night sky, you can see this, like, wind-washed barn that's decrepit. And you see a figure, like, someone was trying to climb up to hide, like, in the loft of it. And you see a figure, like, fall down, like, from the loft. Like, it <laughs> fell through some old uh, wood there. And you see it get, and it looks at you, and you recognize it right away for what it is. And you see it kind of, like, you can't hear that gurgling sound as it starts to panic. But it moves all weirdly because due to, like, the bones being shaved and the muscle being taken off, it has this, like, uh... A, a, a arachnoid like like yeah. a, a appeal to especially with it being black you know what i mean and it's like yeah. pure black but it has this oddly brown hair that still sticks with it which is even makes it more of a disturbing sight as it mews and it slowly backs up as it sees you the tall looming figure you are walking towards it with the moon out behind you and, you know, <laughs> and it stands there starts backing up and it realizes that there's no way out and like there's the there's only like you walking through the the barn light or the barn entrance there. Okay. I'll, I'll slowly approach like you would walk towards maybe a dog that's got its heckles up. And it, but um, and it's sitting there and it's backing up towards the wall. I'll, I'll speak. I'll be like, if you, if you, if you don't put up a struggle, I'll make it quick for you. And you see, you kind of catch it. Like it catches attention. And, 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 and like, as you see, it like kind of looks at you and you see like the only way you could communicate with whatever this thing is, is its eyes right now, sure. you know, and the way that looked at you and, and, and give me a perception and a empathy look, uh, roll right now. Difficulty six. Two, okay. Six, that's six. your roll right there. As you can tell, you, you see the pleading in its eyes and it gives you like, like, is like a unspoken agreement that it gives you oh, there. Baking, you know? it, baking her over with my hand. And it, it slowly comes forward to you as it like gets up and tries to walk, but it has a hard time walking. I mean, it walks, but it doesn't walk with like the ease that you walk because it almost like feels like naturally it needs to run with how its mm-hmm. legs are, are, are modified as it comes towards you and it falls like its head oh. into your chest there. You know what I mean? Like almost like in a yeah. odd embrace as it like puts I'll, its arms around you. Yeah. I'll kind of scoop it up, scoop her up a bit and I'll, I'll kind of, Whispering it, yeah, that you you don't want to live like this. Let me end this for you. It just kind of like it looks up at you and it like moves its like neck, toward, like like exposes its neck towards you. Uh, I don't know if I want to drink this thing's fucking blood. <laughs> I'll I'll <laughs> sniff at the neck and see what it smells like. See if it, it smells like Cora. Yeah, Ooh. you can smell like you can smell like you can hear the heart beat and you can smell like. Sense the blood, and as you're like sniffing along the neck, it smells like grandmother. Do you? Oh man, this is this is an awkward boner moment. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will tear into my own wrist and give her a taste of it. And while she's drinking that, I'll snap her neck. All right. I'm going to give you not make you roll. You know what I mean? And sure. as you snap its neck, I do need a conscience roll, though, difficulty eight. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, you only got a one in conscience? I didn't know that. Holy cow. No wonder why you failed at these rolls, dude. All right, sweet. So, but you feel like the beast gripping the back of your neck for a second, you know, uh, as you snap mm. the neck. But uh, go ahead. What are you going to do from here? Hoist her up on my shoulder and start walking back home. Mitch, as you're, get, as you're getting yourself to... As you're getting yourself situated and getting up and trying to catch the view again, you see a bright orange amber, like in the in the coming from the right, walking towards, you know, back towards your guys's uh, nest, and then you slowly make out the figure of Coyote with the with the figures slung over its shoulders. Now I want to do one more thing. I'll walk up yeah. to Mitch with the body, all right, and I'll say, "I'll um." Toss her to him, and I'll say, I don't need the glory. You take it. Mitchell, let the body hit the ground. You caught her. You get the prize. I'll just leave it there and walk back. But I'm going to remember that dirty trick you pulled. I'm walking off the body on the ground and walking off smoking a cigar back towards the house. (laughs) Mitchell, walking towards the house. As you see the two figures, uh, Cora, walking back, and you see the moonlight behind them, but they don't have a body with them at the moment. I'll probably okay. be standing there. I won't even. She won't even be blinking, watching, mm-hmm. and you know, just asking. So, brothers, how was the hunt? <laughs> she, she wasn't good at climbing. Give me something more challenging next the time. The hunt goes. The hunt goes better when there's something really there. <laughs> sort of laugh a little, and then you know, uh, take their faces in my hands and just say, "So, who I'll has give- slain her?" I will give, uh, I'll present to Cora just a lock of hair that I ripped out of her scalp. Because she's up is yours. Thank you. Thank you, Abuela. And I'll give her a hug and kiss her on the forehead. Oh, you're so sweet. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at 
highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. <laughs> 